Hey guys, just a quick one before we get into this episode. I wanted to just talk to you all about a brilliant app that I've been using recently and has really changed my long commutes into work and any spare moments that I have during the day. Now that app and company is called Audible. So Audible is an online audiobook and podcast platform which has a huge variety of incredible audiobooks and podcasts, perfect for any situation and any mood. Honestly guys, there are thousands to choose from. You can literally never run out. I'm currently listening to Barack Obama's book called Barack Obama, which he reads himself in his unbelievably soothing voice. But seriously, guys, it's a fascinating listen. So, guys, here's how you can do it. By entering the link www.audibletrial.com slash medtalks or clicking the link in the episode description on whichever platform you're using, you can get a 30-day free trial and listen to Barack Obama's and many other stories. And you can download, you can even download these stories and listen offline for no cost at all. And yes, this is a paid advertisement, but that doesn't take anything, anything away from Audible's brilliance. So go on, guys, give it a click and open up your ears to the brilliance of Audible. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the finals countdown series which is brought to you by MedTalks. In today's talk we're still in the gastroenterology section and I'll be covering a condition called non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Now before we get into the episode I'd just like to take a moment to talk about the sponsors of this episode and they are Wesleyan. So Wesleyan is a company that was set up way back in 1841 and they provide tailored financial advice and products to multiple professional groups, including doctors, dentists, and teachers. And I'd like to just touch on Wesleyan's latest project called The Next Step. So The Next Step is born from the Wesleyan tradition of giving back. Built in collaboration with final year students, The Next Step brings together some of the brightest sparks in medicine for live events, workshops, exam resources, content, and podcasts to make the step into F1 a little easier. They address subject matter you didn't know that you needed to know. So go on over and follow them on Instagram by searching at the Wes Next Step or Facebook by searching the Next Step hyphen Wesleyan or visit their website which is thenextstep.wesleyan.co.uk. Okay, so let's get back to the episode where we are talking all about non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or NAFLD. So what is NAFLD? This is an excessive amount of fat that has accumulated within the liver and it's caused something called steatosis and this is without excessive alcohol consumption. But another word for steatosis is fatty change and essentially it just means an abnormal retention of fat or lipids within, the, within a cell or an organ and in this case we're talking about the liver. So the NICE guidelines state that alcohol consumption of less than 20 grams, so 2.5 units per day for women, and less than 30 grams or 3.75 units per day for men is the cutoff for NAFLD. And the prevalence of NAFLD has doubled in the last two decades and it's now the most common cause of deranged liver function tests or LFTs within the UK. So NAFLD is a spectrum of disorders ranging from simple steatosis, so fatty change, abnormal retention of fats, This is present in 90% where there is just fatty accumulation within the liver and the prognosis is good. There is non-alcoholic steatohepatitis or NASH. 
And this is a subgroup of NAFLD where there is risk of progression to liver fibrosis, cirrhosis or even hepatocellular carcinoma, but this is rare. So steatohepatitis basically means that there is fatty buildup and also liver inflammation or hepatitis. There's also fibrosis, which is another type, another spectrum of NAFLD, where there is scar tissue formation within the liver due to prolonged steatohepatitis. And then the final stage is liver cirrhosis. And we've covered liver cirrhosis in great detail in a previous talk, which is available now on all of the podcast platforms. So go over and listen to that one if you haven't already done so. Right, so what are the causes of NAFLD? Well, the strongest risk factors are obesity and type 2 diabetes, but other factors include metabolic syndrome. Now, metabolic syndrome is defined as being at least three of the following. So abdominal obesity, hypertension, hyperglycemia, high serum triglycerides and low serum HDL cholesterol. Other factors are older age, so it's more common in people over 50, male sex and medicine. So rarely methotrexate and tamoxifen can cause non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Tamoxifen is a medication that's used to treat breast cancer. It's a hormonal medication, specifically it's a selective estrogen receptor modulator and it's very commonly used for the hormonal therapy for breast cancer in both men and women. Okay, so now we'll just touch on how non-alcoholic fatty liver disease presents. Typically, the typical patient is a middle-aged obese person and as I said previously, it's more common in men. Mostly it's asymptomatic, but it can cause vague symptoms such as fatigue, lethargy, general malaise and abdominal discomfort, which is mainly in the right upper quadrant, which is the anatomical location of the liver. Rarely it will cause jaundice and this will be uh, manifested by yellow, yellow discoloration of the sclera, the skin, puritis, also possibly pale stools and dark urine. Quite often is picked up incidentally on routine blood tests, so abnormal liver function tests or even abdominal imaging such as an ultrasound of the abdomen may show NAFLD. Okay, so the NICE guidelines tell us when we should suspect NAFLD. So people with risk factors for it, as we've just previously discussed, if there is persistent elevation of liver function tests for three months or more, and typically the ALT is raised up to three times the upper limit of normal and it exceeds the AST levels. And the reason for that is ALT is much more specific to the liver, whereas AST uh, is produced elsewhere in the body. And also another, um, another time when we should suspect NAFLD is when the upper abdominal ultrasound findings show fatty liver changes. Now, it's important to note that liver function tests and liver ultrasound appearance can both be normal in people with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, so it should not be used to exclude the diagnosis. So, because there are a number of conditions that can cause abnormal liver, blood, liver function tests, it would be worthwhile arranging lots of other blood tests to make sure there's no, no coexisting liver disease. So, for non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, you'll get a high ALT and a high AST, but the ALT will be much higher. If there's any sign of jaundice, then the bilirubin will be raised, and in advanced liver fibrosis, there'll be a low albumin. But it's also worthwhile doing other blood tests, such as a full blood count, and unexplained low platelets can be a sign of advanced liver fibrosis. Clotting may be deranged in advanced fibrosis, 
and it will be worthwhile doing the hepatitis B and C viral serology. So we'll be checking the hepatitis B surface antigen and the anti-hep anti C virus levels to screen for chronic viral hepatitis B and C respectively. And our previous episode went through all of the different types of viral hepatitis. So go, go over and check that one out if you haven't already done so. Similarly, you'd want to exclude things like autoimmune hepatitis, and so you want to look for anti-nuclear antibodies, anti-smooth muscle antibodies. And again, we've done a talk on autoimmune hepatitis previously, so go over and check that one out. And anti-mitochondrial antibodies, which may suggest primary biliary cirrhosis, which we've also done a talk on. You can do a ferritin and a transferrin saturation to screen for hereditary hemochromatosis, and we'll be going over hemochromatosis in a future talk, so stay tuned for that a serum seruloplasmin to check for Wilson's disease, especially if the person is less than 40 years of age. And again, stay tuned for the talk on Wilson's disease. Routine tests such as a lipid profile, renal function test to screen for chronic kidney disease, and thyroid function tests to screen for hypothyroidism. So the NICE guidelines have devised a number of methods um, to assess the risk of advanced liver, liver fibrosis in people with suspected NAFLD. And these involve things like the NAFLD fibrosis score, which looks at um, different variables such as age, BMI, blood glucose, platelet count, albumin, and the ALT to AST ratio. And there's also the fibrosis 4 score, which looks at a person's age, the AST, ALT, and platelet count, and they're all these these are used to assess the risk of cirrhosis in patients with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Next, we'll talk about the management. So, the way man, the way NAFLD is management is essentially lifestyle modification. There is no spe specific cure uh, for this condition. So, addressing risk factors, so exercising more regularly, having more of a healthy and balanced diet with fruit and vegetables, weight loss reducing smoking, minimizing alcohol intake, and basically optimizing the management of comorbidities such as diabetes, hypertension, and hyperlipidemia. Good follow-up is an important part of the management plan. So examining regularly for any signs of advanced liver disease, such as advanced cirrhosis, so things like ascites, portal hypertension, jaundice, regularly checking the patient's BMI and blood pressure, and also, for obvious reasons, checking the liver function tests regularly and a cardiovascular risk assessment every year. In terms of the prognosis, well, most people who have NAFLD won't actually develop any serious problems, but that all depends on how well it's managed and how well the uh, risk factors are addressed. So it's all about making healthy lifestyle choices, making sure that concurrent illnesses such as diabetes, hypertension are all properly managed and um, patients are compliant with medications for those and also compliant with attending follow-ups, so uh, routine liver function tests, follow-ups, uh, cardiovascular risk assessments. So if patients are not compliant and patients do not address lifestyle risk factors, then there is a chance of developing severe cirrhosis. And if that happens, then the liver may stop working completely because it loses the ability to regenerate itself. And this may mean that patients are put on the list for a liver transplant. So the prognosis heavily depends on the stage of the disease and the presence of comorbidities. If patients are overweight or obese or they have type 2 diabetes, then this is an increased risk of progressive disease. If someone has stimple steatosis, then the prognosis is generally good. 
and cirrhosis will only develop in between 0 and 4% of people with simple steatosis over 10 to 20, 20 years. Whereas, whereas if someone has NASH or non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, then there's an increased risk of fibrosis, cirrhosis, liver failure, and then hepatocellular carcinoma. And the average age of a person with, that, with NASH is 40 to 50 years old. And this is all from the, the NICE guidelines website. Right, so that brings me to the end of everything that I wanted to cover on non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or NAFLD. I hope you found this episode useful. Please remember to share it with your friends, your peers and anyone else who may find it useful. And let us know what your thoughts are. So you can email us and our email address is hellomedtalks at gmail.com. Instagram message us and that's medtalks.uk. Give us your feedback, ask us any questions you'd like and let us know what topics you'd like us to cover, what topics you're struggling with, and we'd be happy to help. If you like the episode, then please leave a, a review on the Apple Podcast platforms and drop a comment. And even if you didn't like the episode, then any constructive criticism and feedback is always welcome. So thanks again for listening. In the next talk, we'll be covering hemochromatosis. So stay tuned for that one. All the best and goodbye.